Welcome to the Crosstower Morning Market Color Call. It's Friday, October 22nd. I'm Martin Gaspar, a research analyst with our trader Chad Steinglass and data scientist Catherine Webb. Chad, how is the market looking this morning? Morning, Martin. Uh, let's see, coming into Friday, the uh, equity futures are pretty flat. Um, we're right in the heart of earnings season, so there's a bit of dispersion going on. Uh, some news uh, out of Snapchat last night uh, had some disappointing earnings and guidance and it's dragging some of the tech sector down. Uh, there's a lot of talk about inflation read-throughs into things that people wouldn't otherwise uh, think of being really in inflation sensitive, uh, you know, talking about uh, advertising and marketing uh, budgets. Uh, front end of the yield curve is higher. So the yield curve is flattening with the front end of the curve coming up. That means that people are expecting interest rate uh, hikes to start coming uh, kind of earlier and, uh, and more aggressively than, uh, than before, um, pricing in two rate hikes by the end of next year. Uh, but so far, that hasn't really rattled the market. Um, you know, that's normally something that I'd expect to, uh, to cause some, some anxiety and, and uh, some selling. Uh, in crypto, it's still uh, the the news is still all about the ETF. Um, they've had uh, 1.1 billion of inflows over three days, uh, but we're starting to see some some players start to take short positions in the ETF, uh, looking to take advantage of the inefficiency built in the structure. Um, you know, we've we've talked about that the ETF has to pay contango and pay the pay the roll in order to move their futures from one month to the next. So we're starting to see hedge funds come in to short the ETF to try to basically be uh, get paid to uh, that role instead of having to pay the role. Um, in terms of uh, what like the uh, the crypto world is doing, I think what I'm seeing is long-term crypto holders taking advantage of this influx of uh, liquidity with all the retail coming in to buy the ETF. Uh, and they're really using that as an opportunity to take some profits in Bitcoin and also rotate into alts. Uh, we're seeing alts outperform during the day yesterday. There was there was uh, steady selling of Bitcoin, and then um, you know, and then in the afternoon, some buying in a lot of altcoins. Uh, so I think we're seeing this kind of rotation within the uh, within the crypto space, which is just uh, fine. You know, I don't I don't particularly see that as as bearish at all, even though Bitcoin prices have been trending down from reaching an all time high. All right, back to you. Yeah, thanks, Chad. Um, interesting news I saw on Bloomberg about the uh, you know the Bitcoin futures ETF. The ProShares one is apparently on track to reach a limit on the number of futures contracts it's allowed. It's really indicating strong demand there. After only a couple of days of trading, 1,900 contracts have been sold so far for October, and there is a 2,000 front month contract limit imposed by CME. There are already 1,400 contracts for November, and there is an overall max limit for that month of 5,000 open contracts, according to Bloomberg. Um, so this is looks like this is causing um, you know the ETF to have to buy out you know longer dated features, um, you know which could limit its ability to really track the spot price. Also, some news on the M&A front. SIBO Global Markets announced it has entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Aris Digital Holdings. Aris X operates a U.S.-based digital asset spot market, a regulated futures exchange, and a regulated clearinghouse. The transaction is expected to close in the next four to six months, and financial terms of the deal were not disclosed. On the Twitter front, uh, we saw the other day 
a lot of tweets about a, a flash crash in the in the price of Bitcoin on Binance US. Uh, Bitcoin there crashed down to 8,200, falling 88% in a matter of seconds. And in an email to the block, uh, the firm said the crash was due to a bug in the trading software of one of its clients. Um, so that's you know quite a drop there. In other news. Uh, there's a lot of excitement and some concern now that um, <clears throat> the Japanese trustee for the former crypto exchange Mt. Gox um, has said creditors approved a plan that will eventually lead to the distribution of more than nine billion in Bitcoin. So this is you know development people have been waiting for years. Um, creditors can elect to receive about ninety percent of the assets owed to them under the proposal that was ratified by a majority. And the trustee held just over 141,000 Bitcoins, as well as cash and Bitcoin cash, as of September 2019. So this is a development, you know, myself and a lot of other analysts are going to be watching to see if there's going to be any potential selling pressure as these creditors choose to take profits. And with that, let's turn it over to Catherine now for more market developments. Catherine, what are you seeing in the, uh, the capital raise, raises that have been announced this week? Hi, Martin. Thanks very much. So we have some news through that FTX has raised 420 million for its latest funding round, which values the company at 25 billion. The backings come from 69 individual investors, into, including Tiger Global, and it will be used for acquisitions and to launch new products. A&T Capital has closed its first round of fundraising of 70 million and plans to close a second round of fundraising by the end of the year with a target size of 30 million. The Digital Currency Group has increased its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust holdings by range by 250 million and announced that it's already bought 388 million shares so far. Other news is Pimlico's uh, Chief Investment Officer has revealed some of the fixed incomes firm's hedge positions uh, portfolios are already trading crypto-linked securities, which he has described as a starting point. He went on to say that the firm is now looking at potential trade, potentially trading certain cryptocurrencies as part of their trend following strategies or quant orientated strategies and is doing more work on the fundamental side. We've also got news from Bitwise Asset Managers that they're going to launch a Polygon fund to give investors exposure to the layer two solution. Um, next, moving on to some mining news, two of the largest public mining companies in Marathon Digital Holding and Riot Blockchains are both planning on expanding their mining capabilities by several orders of magnitude. Marathon, who mined 340 Bitcoins in September, and Riot, who raised 406, plan to expand by 526 and 461% over the next coming few quarters. Combined, the two companies have received more than 40,000 miners this year alone and are mining three times as many Bitcoins compared to this time last year. Hot has announced that it's bought 12,000 new mining machines at a total cost of 60 million and expects delivery to start in January of next year with full deployment by December. The extra machines will bring Hot 8's total concentrated capacity to 3.57 exohashes per second. And finally, just lending on two um, other stories, Walmart now has 200 Bitcoin mach machines inside its stores in a pilot with Coinstar, so customers can now use the machines to purchase Bitcoin using cash. And finally, the Associated Press has announced a partnership with decentralized blockchain Oracle Chainlink to put dualism on the blockchain. Uh, with it being reported, the Associated Press will provide economic sports and election data to Chainlink. And that's all the news I have for you today. I hope you have a great day and a wonderful weekend. Back to Martin. Thank you, Catherine. 
And thanks for listeners for tuning in to Market Color from Crosstower. Please follow us on YouTube and our socials to get more market updates. Thanks for listening.